0: Welcome to the Millennial Pastor Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the intersection between faith and culture. I am your host, Josiah.
1: And I am your co host, Byron.
0: And we're once again reunited, and it feels so good. But today's episode is not a normal episode. Glaze is, over that, huh? Yeah, we're just gonna, we, we don't have time. We don't have time to mess around. No, no time for apologies. No time to do too much banter. Uh, today, we are going to do an introductory episode. We basically are are not going to be the primary hosts of this podcast anymore. And it looks like, hoping that this will continue to to play out the way it's been planned to. We're going to have four different guest hosts that take season four over each. Different host has sort of a different theme or focus that will guide their guest selection and what they're interviewing their guests about. Uh, We're still millennial focused. It's essentially talking to pastors about what they've experienced, uh, especially younger pastors, sometimes we might push that millennial generational date range a little bit. But today is an introduction to our first guest host of season four. Amy, welcome back to the millennial pastor podcast.
2: Hey, guys. what's up? Thanks for
1: being back. Um, So I think to start, it's been I, I can't remember how long it's been since you've been on the podcast quite a while. And I know some things have changed. So Let's start with an update. How's things going um where are you now? What are you doing? Are you in the same place? Are you somewhere else uh what what's your work situation look like all that
2: yeah i have I should have looked that up. I have no idea how long it's been. It feels like a long time um, well, I'm in the same place physically um still Florida, but I guess um as far as pastoring, that looks really different right now. We are just, I don't know if we've talked about this, but um, COVID kind of forced us to make decisions about our house church. So we um, decided to close that and we went over and partnered um, and started like a packed church, a dinner church at another local um, Nazarene church. And then um
1: I have a quick question about that before you. Yeah, go.
2: what does that look like? So
1: you, we, you talked about your house church as one of the main reasons, things we talked about when you were on the show originally. So, yeah, what does that look like? Is it actually at a physical church now, like an actual Nazarene building, or is what's?
2: Yeah, it what's was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, okay, so I was actually. Um, Uh, when COVID happened, I was actually about to begin just kind of shadowing at a local church to finish up my course of study. And um, then COVID hit, they generously offered that I could just stay on there as kind of an intern position. Um, That was so that I could be assigned and just It was kind of cool because I got to stay and just kind of um, join the preaching team and I got to experience what it was like to be on a church staff. Um, I got to at a distance watch a staff go through all of the COVID decisions that I was watching churches make. Um, And so that was kind of cool to see that firsthand. Um, Probably not so cool for them. Um, And then kind of as... I won't say as COVID ended because obviously we're still in the middle of the thing, but, um, as we thought it might be kind of, you know, taking a turn or something. Um, it was, well, what are you going to do? Do you want to hang out here? Do you? And so I kind of said, well, you know, my calling is towards community non-traditional ministry. And so I, we proposed a, um, dinner church model. And so to answer your questions, yes, that looked like we proposed that it would be um, we would meet on their property, but we wouldn't meet in the sanctuary. We would meet um, in like their youth space, which was pretty large. It had a kitchen Um, and we would meet on Sunday nights, just like we did at our house church. Um, And it would look very similar to the house church model. It would just now be in a church building Um, focused around the meal still. So a lot of the same elements, just a different um, setting and definitely a different city, different community um, because this church is in a different town. So um, we did that for about eight months. Um, And uh, the relationship was that I was a staff Person, but then I also was kind of the lead of that particular dinner church. Um, I chose to step away from it because I was um, struggling to connect with the community. We didn't live there. We didn't go to school there. We didn't have any other social um, capital. And I was just struggling to see how that was going to continue to play out. Um, So I made a really big decision to just, take the next few months to, um, I've also started my master's, so there's a lot going on. Um, so I decided to just take the next nine months to just really focus on school. Well, actually six months now, um, finish up, finish school, focus on my family and figure out exactly how to put all that into play. So that's a lot. I'm sorry.
1: That was good. Um, I did have one question, clarifying question, I guess um so you had your community in your in your area and then you moved to this other other place which you said a different town um was there a lot of people that were worshiping at your house and doing that Did they go with you or was it kind of hard to transition because that's when you yeah. have a tighter knit group that's yeah. small to move them is kind of rough
2: No, unfortunately, we lost. There was one family that was commuting over to our house from the city that we took the dinner or that we started the dinner church at. And so it was easier for them um, to just join in over there. Um, And so they came with us. But everyone else that we were ministering to here locally, we lost. Um, Not because they weren't willing to commute but we were out we didn't we chose purposely not to meet during covid time um so it had been over a year since we had gathered um Mm. and you know what the church looks like right now we're losing people but not just that um just different life circumstances happened and many if you remember many 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 of our people were just neighborhood kids (laughs) and so they, you know, it was easy for them to show up at our front door and it's not easy for them to drive 25 minutes, obviously. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a lot to grieve there. Lots of COVID grief, honestly. Yeah, um, we're still trying to figure out, so.
1: I think every church model, no matter what it is, traditional, non-traditional has suffered a lot because of COVID and everything's going on and personal health decisions, you know, when to, when to attend, when not to, all that, all that stuff. So that makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah, for that's
1: sure. Um. Well, that's kind of sorry. I was, I asked that question because I was curious. And it was sad.
2: Uh, um, no, no, no. It's so, okay. You know, like it's something we've had to process through, and yeah.
1: <laughs> so, when all that, all the going on with COVID, you decided to take a hiatus. Is that just for school, or is it just kind of? Are, are you completely not leader, doing any kind of leadership for ministry right now? What what all does that encompass? I guess.
2: Yeah, I um, as as so the program that I'm doing through Trevecca is called Church and Community, um, and through this program, it's very very hands on, and almost every class, your final paper or project relates around the ministry that you're doing, and so as I would get to the end of a course, and I would have to write about what I was doing, and um, the community that I was ministering to, I was just realizing more and more, this isn't fitting. This isn't what I feel called to do exactly. And so I think it was just easier for me to say, I need to take a break from this. This isn't faithful um, to the people that I'm serving or to what I feel called to. And so it was a no brainer when it came to, I, I need to resign that. Um, and then it was also kind of a no brainer that, okay, I'm going to focus on my family a lot. I mean, you know, being in ministry a lot, it just takes your time and energy. And so, um, I just said, well, I got, I got until the summer. So I'm just going to sit back and kind of really listen and learn is what I want to do. So I'm just taking the next few months to kind of listen, learn, observe, and we are open, um, to wherever the Lord leads, honestly. Um, Personally, um, my husband's job has majorly shifted from being in an office to um, he's working from home. So he's, he's free to kind of go wherever he wants to. So that opens many doors that I never thought would be open to us. So we're just being really patient.
1: Well, I guess uh, so. We're trying to keep this short. We'll transition from the update to you're going to take over as the, co- as the host. Um, Josiah and I are going to take a sabbatical um, for this season. Um, do you have a theme? Do you have like a certain type of group that you're, uh, inviting to be on the show? Like w- what's your vision for your time as the host of the, the millennial pastor podcast?
2: Yeah. So right now and pipe in Josiah, but right now the theme is women pastors. Um, I know that Josiah would love for me to kind of stay on the Southeast side of the U S. Um, so the ones that I have lined up, fit that category, women in ministry, and millennial women, um, so far, knock on wood, and so, yeah, that's what we're just, really, my, my goal is to just give voice to, um, and tell the story of women who have served, or desire to serve, um, kind of get their backstory kind of talk about stereotypes that go along with women in ministry and then also to kind of give voice to here's the struggles that they've gone through or even celebrate the successes that they've had um, it's really just to it's really not to call people out although if that needs to be done we will um, it's really more just to give voice to people that don't normally have a voice and I'm excited I've gotten to um ask some some women who you probably haven't heard from before, so i I think that's exciting,
0: which is possibly the point right like that's that's uh that's what we're hoping to accomplish is me and Byron yeah only know so many people,
2: right? yeah, and there's a small handful that I feel like in our tribe we all know certain names like oh that person's good and and they're super valuable i'm grateful for those women and I'm grateful for that we hear their stories all the time. But I think it's also really valuable to bring in stories that we haven't heard.
1: I think that's one thing that Josiah and I discussed and part of the reason why this is a Josiah's idea. I'm not going to take credit for this idea um, to do this was because he and I are from the same area. We're both grew up Nazarene, but like we're from the Arizona. So the the Southwest. Um, we went to school in the same Nazarene University. So we had the same professors, same people around us, a lot of the same influences and people that we got to know. So this is exciting. And one of the reasons why we kind of wanted to have people in a certain area give us some experience. Like like you are in Florida. I've been to Florida once. Um, I don't know that many people who live in Florida. I don't think that many people from Florida. I know some, but like there are people that I would never have met in this part of my life and their part of their life, that we can hear their awesome stories and see how God's working in different places. So that's why we're part of the reason why we're reaching out to people in different parts of the country. Um, And so I'm really excited to see what someone else does with what we started this. It's a really fun podcast, in my opinion. I'm a a co-host, so I hope that I like it. Um, But I love the stories we got to hear. And so now, and almost everybody in the podcast, either, knew Josiah and I personally or knew him at least some people did like you didn't, we didn't, we've never met in person. Um, but you know, we talk now and interact now, but, um, they all kind of, we had, most of our people have had connections to one or both of us. And that's hard to do because you run out of people that are millennial pastors that have a connection to you. So,
2: yeah, I'm excited looking through my list. Um, as long as everyone says yes and still does it or whatever, I, I feel like we have a, to start, I still need a few more. So if you're listening and you want to join in, um, I feel like we have a really good diverse group and people from different um, backgrounds. I know I have someone who is children's pastor. I have someone who does youth. I have someone who does missions. Um, so I just think that's, that will add to the, the conversation and add to the diversity, which I think is really cool.
0: That'll be great. And if all pans out. You will just be hearing from Amy over the next few months. Every other week, she will hopefully have another one of these guests. That is the okay. plan as it stands currently.
2: So, Sia has lost his mind and has given me full reign of his podcast. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, if we're the ones that have been in charge, it can't get any worse. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, anything else that you wanted to share about what's going on or, I mean, where you're headed with that? Because we're, we're excited. Yeah. Um, we've had trouble with scheduling and moving and we both moved two different times in the last year. Like, um, so stuff got a little crazy for a while. So I think it's going to be good for us to have a break, but also, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to share or set us up give us a teaser to make sure we listen next time or whatever. Well, when you start, I guess next year technically is when you'll start, but
2: yeah. Um, no, just that if you're listening and you're interested and you have a story to share, I I would love to hear from you. Um, and, and, and share this. If you're a a male pastor, I would love for you to share with other people, um, listen with an open mind. Um, I think that's how we're going to learn the best from each other. Um, and I'd love to hear just unique stories, and, but don't, don't think that your story is not unique. I think just everybody's story is their own. So that's what makes it. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. And thanks you guys for being so generous and opening up the door. This is one example of how, um, you know, male uh, leadership can just say, Hey, you want a seat at the table? And, um, Normally, I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that, but um, you guys have been generous to let me on in the past, and I just feel like I'm excited. I'm ready. This is a good time. So it's, a, it's a good way to fill my time up, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just as so she calls us leadership, that makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm not even a pastor. I'm not really a Nazarene anymore, even. but that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad that we have a, a position where we can give someone a voice. That makes me happy. That was the whole point of this. I think m- of
2: you m- as a leader, Byron. You, you work with people.
0: <laughs> well, the, the gist of what we're hoping to accomplish is to spread spread this ability to tell stories around the country. We're going to have different guest hosts that have different focuses. Um, foci, fo- is, is that the proper way to say that word? Focuses, right? It's not like cacti. I don't know. Okay.
1: Different focus.
0: That's the one. Different focus uh, or themes that they will cover. So, for the next couple months, hopefully every other week, we will be hearing from Amy. When her time is done, you will hear me, Byron, and Amy, and then the next guest host get together on one of these brief little introductory hey, this is what is next. This is what you can expect. So, that is season four of the Millennial Pastor podcast in a sort of nutshell. That is what you can expect moving forward. So please, like normal, stay tuned. Please consider rate, reviewing, and subscribing. It helps let other people know about this show because that's how algorithms work. Um, But in general, if you enjoy hearing from young people in ministry who are trying to figure out what it is that God has called them to do, then please stay tuned to the next episode of the Millennial Pastor Podcast. As formerly always, maybe not anymore... I have been your host, Josiah. I'm your co-host, Byron.
1: And your future host is...
2: Me, Amy. Yay!
0: (laughs) And this has been the Millennial Pastor Podcast. Thank you for listening.